Just to breathe in the good weed and the blunt paper haze Buzz the tradition of the grand defiled Some people pray it's blazing comedy time Well there must be some magic shrooms inside these mental walls Cause all I see is the power of weed Real love bursting out of every seed As the haze goes by What about uh, like growing pains when that when you know Kirk Hammond's best friend was named Boner? <laughs> like as a kid, you didn't realize that, but you're like that guy's name was Boner. Growing pains probably has the trophy for the most fucked up like uh, backstage to what's shown on TV ratio in the history of television. Kirk Hammond did tons of drugs. Yeah. Now he's like a born again Christian. And the chick was like anorexic or bulimic or whatever. What was Alan Thick up to? He always looked like he was up to something. Yeah. Probably gambling well, addiction or something. Really. Yeah, the dad. Like, well, his freaking son is the guy who did that uh, Blurred Lines thing. So you know that there was some funky shit going on there. Yeah, what's up with him, dude? Like, he did that performance with Miley Cyrus at one time, and Miley was, like, twerking yeah. on his dick, and he looked kind of grossed out by it. Is he gay or, like... Well, you wouldn't be grossed out by Miley Cyrus dressed up like a freaking uncooked chicken twerking on you? No. Nah. No. Not at all. Oh, not yeah. be. For it. Yeah. For it. Sorry. I'm super straight. Miley Cyrus, she could be dressed up like anything. If she's twerking on me, it's fucking Wood City, brother. Uh, unpopular <laughs> opinion. I don't think that she's actually that attractive. were so badass. (laughs) I wish I was around back then. I would have been the fucking man. How did I get out of this field? I need to call someone. Ah, shit, no bars! No bars! Nice, Amish folk. They'll help me out. Look at that guy. His clothes are really effeminate looking. Yeah, I think he's waving at us. What's that thing in his hand? Some kind of glowing mirror thing. That's weird, man. Oh, I bet that guy's a witch. He's probably going to curse us or something. Oh, hell no! I'm not getting my shit exiled because of some gaily dressed witch with a curse. Sir Bravo, it's a witch! You know, Amish guy just call me a bitch? A witch? Stay back, lads! I got this little name! Yeah! Why the fuck is this Amish guy riding towards me with a sword? Excellency, King John, third of his name, and lord of all the realm. 
surprise, my pupil. Sir Brommel, what have you brought before me? Your Grace, we captured this witch. He was attempting to put a spell on my men with his unholy relic. Fuck you, Sir Brommel. I already told you, I ain't a witch. That's a smartphone, not a relic. Silence, insolent mouth! That's the king, you knave. Fuck this witch guy. Have him and his relic burned at the stake immediately. Burned at the stake? Ah, oh, hell no. I'm gonna kill you. Look, your majesty, or whatever. I'm just a regular guy, I'm not a witch. This is just a normal smartphone, not a relic. I have porn downloaded on here. Tons of tons of porn. Silence! Hand me this relic. Told you, it's not a relic, it's my smartphone. But here, fine. This man has convinced me of his innocence. He shall be released immediately. Now disperse my people back to your homes. May go in peace, stranger. Thanks for not killing me. Also, I'm gonna need my phone back. I said get the fuck out! I never realized that men could have sex with each other on this device. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I know I need it to my life And one thing comes to mind when I say I wanna pleasure for days Take me away Take me to the highest place where I meditate With a good marijuana Cause these are sentimental Give me that feeling Give me that feeling Let me pleasure for days Brought to you from Comicola Studios in Frosty, Colorado it's time for some blazing comedy. Welcome to Blazing Comedy. You might have seen me as an extra on episode 57, Forgive Me, Tony, of Who's the Boss? Where Tony takes the kids to the carnival. I was the kid holding the pink cotton candy. And joining us from SwamiCentralStories.com, Sid Swami. <laughs> the bay where the sticky nuggets grow back to my home i dare not go for i find my brother and he might say have you ever seen a stoner stroking his boner down by the bay all right and a man whose idea of divine intervention is a foot up the ass john Hoy. Speaking of feet up the ass, I think Sid might need one right now for that freaking musical rendition. Thank you, John. I haven't had a foot up the ass in quite a while. I'd appreciate that. No, oh, you're welcome. So, shit, man. Thanksgiving's coming up pretty soon. I was like, I got my schedule for work today, and I'm like, why am I only scheduled four days this week? Are y'all fucking cutting my hours, you piece of shit? And they're like, dude, we're closed on Thursday. Chill the fuck out. Everybody's off. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and you're, you're lucky because restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving, oh my God, that is the worst day and the worst shifts to work ever. 
Well, it's definitely hectic and stressful, but it can be good money. People usually take pity on you for working a holiday. Don't get me wrong, though. I'd rather be at home on the holidays than at work. But, I mean, it's not without its merits. One thing I hate about the holidays is that the, the porn sites don't update the videos as often. It's usually like two or three weeks in between updates. It's pretty fucking... We call those the dry times. That's because everybody that's on the porn sites you look at has got to pretend to be, you know, get a beard and pretend to straighten out a little bit for the family. Don't pigeonhole me. I like fuzzy shit. I don't know, man. All of my porn stars always post themselves naked with Christmas hats on Christmas and uh, with pilgrim hats on Thanksgiving and bunny ears on Easter. And then for some reason, when it comes time for the Kentucky Derby, they all wear butt plugs with horse tails hanging off of them. Uh, Man, I I should have never agreed to clear the browser history for you guys in the event of your death. All right. All right, guys. This reminds me of episode of uh, ALF, season two, the Thanksgiving episode, where ALF talks about, you know, the Thanksgiving they used to have back on Melmac. He tries to cook the, the cat as the turkey. The whole episode. I love ALF. That fucking guy. Yeah, that's the episode where uh, the dad, because he's a moron for whatever reason, like didn't get a turkey. It was like his one job was to get the turkey, and instead of a turkey, he waited too late, and he was only to come back able to come back with a couple of uh, Cornish hens. Well, I guess we'll have to order in. Uh, my favorite Thanksgiving episode is The Simpsons, where uh, Homer gets a part-time job as Mr. Burns' court jester. And then he ends up dressing up like a panda and like another panda wants to mate with him. And I always think like that was. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's got to be the most hilarious incident of like bestiality in a family like primetime sitcom ever. My my favorite part of that whole thing is when uh, he's in the panda costume in the uh, zoo enclosure. And Mr. Burns is like, 23 skidoo, 24, 25. <laughs> 23 skidoo. <laughs> Which is, it's like, doesn't even make any sense because that's not even what 23 skidoo means, but I just love it. He's <laughs> like counting something. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, at the end, fi- finally, uh, Homer has his crisis of confidence because Mr. Burns wants him to ruin, like, the Thanksgiving Day parade by being Santa Claus and just having, like, a bunch of old fish stuffed in the float to, like, prank the whole town. But then Homer, I guess, like, he was going to go through with it, but Lisa ends up, you know, guilting him into not doing it. But sometimes I wish that he had done it, you know? <laughs> We would be remiss not to mention the WKRP in Cincinnati with the turkey drop where, and they don't show this, you know, this is like low budget eighties comedy thing. It's all over the radio. He's describing it to the folks back in the studio talking about um, how instead of frozen turkeys, they dropped live turkeys on the audience that was waiting below. Holy shit. I never even saw that episode Were people killed. Oh, no, no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you can see the clip. It's like all over the place. I mean, they've even got t-shirts and stuff for it now, but I mean, just the way that it's sold is so hysterical. I mean, you don't, you don't see any of it or anything. And, uh, I think they actually did make a crack about like people getting killed by the frozen turkeys because they're dropping them out of a helicopter, you know, and, and like they tell people to be in a parking lot at this time, but it's live turkeys instead. And they, and it's, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. So just, uh, Google it. 
It's on Facebook. Just just find it. It it is hysterical. Dude, Tim, put that in the show notes. Like oh, make yeah. make it oh, easy God. for people to find, please. It'll be there. And they have just like the best freaking uh, stinger to go out on. Is it's just great. It's great script writing and the way that the cast sells it is amazing. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> Nice. And the in the episode of Three's Company where Jack invites his family over and they invite their family over and he has to pretend both to not be living with them the whole episode. It's it's unlike any other episode of Three's Company. It's <laughs> Three's Company is like risque. Like, if you ever go back and watch, like, the entire first season on Amazon or something, I mean, oh my god, I cannot, they would not be able to get away with saying a lot of that stuff today. And not because it's politically incorrect, because it's just like, you know, when as a kid, you don't catch up on the whole, you know, sexual innuendos and stuff. Oh my god, John Ritter is just... What I never understood was, like, what was the whole premise for him pretending to be gay, though? Was it really that much taboo for, like, single people of opposite genders to live together? Oh, yeah. Uh, back well, in those days? Well, like, I, I wasn't was alive to talk. It was because of, of, of Mr. Roper. Yeah, the whole thing was, like, Mr. Roper. You know, he, he wouldn't allow it, you know? Like, his wife was in on it, but... Um, but uh like it, they, it was about the rent because they were all like starving you know students or just graduated or whatever so like they needed to split the rent but he wouldn't you know go for two single ladies living with a single dude unless that single dude of course was a fanny bandit <laughs> so back on the topic yeah. of thanksgiving episodes i don't know if this is really like a thanksgiving episode but it has thanksgiving food in it is that episode of titus where his mom like comes over uh, to his house and makes Thanksgiving dinner and everything seems real cool. And then like um, they invite over uh, his dad and like they're all getting along. And then Titus is all like it keeps showing clips of him like being a little kid being like my mom and daddy are getting back together. Yay. And then it turns out that his mom like drugged everybody in the family and was going to try to kill his dad because she's total psycho. So, like, they're, they've eaten, like, all these drugs, and, like, it's just fucking crazy, dude. Like, I love that show, Titus. And I don't know if it was necessarily a Thanksgiving episode, but I just love when he's, like, uh, sitting there, and you think he's, like, drunk off the turkey trip to fan, and he's like, oh, man, I love everything. Cranberry jam in the shape of a can. And then he spits a pill in his hand. He's like, spit a pill into my hand. <laughs> That's like one of the best moments in like sitcom history for me, dude. Like most Latino kids growing up, I thought my name. Sorry. That won't be on the show. I'll still. What in the actual fuck was that, dude? Do you have, yeah, like, no, somebody geez. held hostage hey, in your basement? shut or? up over there! You're getting me in trouble with Sid Swami! No, um... I, it was the TV. Why do you have the TV on while we're recording? It was... It was. It accidentally came off off mute on accident! Because it didn't know what it, what it was doing! I like this! But um, if it's a good boy, then we won't have that anymore the rest of the episode. What the shit, man? You need to turn your TV off. I turned my heater off. We record. I'm freezing right now. I might die. 
Yeah, I like shut the door and my cat gets all fucked up because it wants inside and it doesn't understand why the door is shut. And here you are, like, you know, freaking watching. I don't know. What are you watching? Excelsior. He won't talk. He won't speak up again, John. And if I turn him off, Sid, the police will come. All right, so. Yeah, thanks for killing the Thanksgiving bit, Tim. Jeez. I'm pretty bummed because Stan Lee passed away. Excelsior. You know, at the at the ripe young age of 95, you know, he just he was taken before his, his time. I miss that guy. He was like a big part of my childhood. What's your favorite Stan Lee character of all time? Wolverine. I think he's probably the most iconic, too. He's just... He's the, like... He's the damaged hero, you know? He's, like, kind of scruffy, you know? He's kind of bad mouth, but he, he's got a heart of gold. He can heal. He's just, like, can put his body through anything to, for, like, the goal. It's pretty cool. This is a case where I don't think you're really sad that he passed on because, you know, he's 95. He's a multimillionaire a few times over. Um, you know, I think for the last couple of years, like, you know, there's been all these stories about, you know, if he's having dementia and stuff like that so i mean i don't i don't think it's like any kind of uh you know tragedy or unexpected or anything like that if anything is in a better place you mean as i will say the one thing i really admire stanley for is that marvel had gone bankrupt or nearly insolvent numerous numerous times over the years since it was formed and uh for him to come out on top and be recognized uh is is definitely a good news story what i hear is about now is who is gonna be marvel's like public spokesperson because i mean come on the reason why stanley is so famous is not because he's a genius who created all these characters sure he helped co-create a lot of iconic comic book characters but what really made stanley so special is that he was a comic book creator that was also a charismatic public figure and i don't think i've ever maybe besides todd mcfarlane um, and even then, he's not as cool as Stan Lee, you know, but like, who else do you know that's a comic oh. creator, also a great entertainment oh. personality? Well, uh, you know, define great entertainment, but you know, you got, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, the guy Kevin didn't Smith, all the maybe? No! Fucking, <laughs> uh, uh, more. <laughs> You know, he's definitely out there. You got uh, Neil Gaiman, who's definitely out there. Uh, Rob Liefeld, for better or for worse. I mean, all these people are obviously just like drafting in Stanley's shadow. But yeah, he kinda, like uh, none of these guys, they're all on they're on the Todd McFarlane tier as far as like public figures that make comic books. Nobody's come close to Stanley. I mean, that guy is instantly recognizable well, so that's to because, people that don't even that have never even read a comic book. Well, that's also know? because Stanley is totally like the definition of rise and grind. I mean, that dude was literally at every Comic Con back before Comic Con was even a word. You know, he was interacting with his fans. You know, handing out the no prizes and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of people know he like paved the way though he like yeah he paved the way yeah i mean a, a lot of comic books weren't even around like he started that shit but the reason he got so famous though is because he was literally out there for every freaking event you know before comics were even a big thing and i just don't think that a lot of people these days are willing to make that kind of commitment you know when they're also writing tv shows on the side and you know all kinds of other stuff 
I liked his message too. You know, like he wanted to empower kids, like especially kids with like who felt weak or had a disability or whatever. Like superheroes were their escape. It was like you could be a superhero too. And like he went out there and he basically preached that message his whole life. I mean, you can't be a superhero though. You really can't. Like, not only is it uh, scientifically impossible, even if you did somehow manage to train to the point that you were so much of a badass that you could be a superhero, you'd be arrested for being a vigilante. Yeah. Netflix, Netflix show the week. Finale's done and I'm alone. Yeah, boy. I'm on a Netflix trip here on my phone. But who I am is in these episodes. So don't you tell John, me. John, did you watch any Netflix shows? Okay, well, I'm going to go a little bit against the grain here. Brace yourselves, boys. This show is uh, not actually on the Netflix. It's on the Amazon Prime. Whoa. What, I, how do I get a sound effect for that? What does that sound like? Like Optimus Prime? I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. We are here. We are waiting. Just a cash register noise, because that's all Amazon does is make money. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like, or maybe like uh, somebody rubbing Jeff Bezos's bald head. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with, and this is a good one for those of you that just might have a couple of days off, like Sid Swami. It is Picnic at Hanging Rock over on the Amazon Prime. Uh, mostly people you don't know, but starring Natalie Dormer, the little hottie from the Game of Thrones and the uh, the uh, Hunger Games series there. And it is a remake of a movie based on a book that came out in the 70s. And I don't want to spoil any of it, but uh, it's kind of about these uh, gals uh, at a girls' school around the turn of the century who go out to have a little picnic at this uh, archaeological formation and all kinds of wacky stuff happens you should make a vow something terrible has happened but uh this version is definitely the most fleshed out when the book initially came out there was a lot of speculation as to if it was real or not and of course it's not real and so this gives a little bit more license to play around but there's only about uh i think it's like five episodes of it so you can get done with it easily in an afternoon. Uh, something you can totally watch with the rest of the family. <laughs> Thought-provoking, interesting, visually awesome. And it takes place in Australia, so there's a lot of period stuff that you don't see even if you watch a lot of period crap. What the fuck, John? How are you going to bust out with the Amazon Prime? I've been on Amazon Prime for months. Also, check out Man in the High Tower, the new adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But this is Netflix show of the week, and my motherfucking Netflix show is Castlevania Season 2. It's a anime based on the awesome game by Konami, and it perfectly captures not only the atmosphere, but also the fun of the games and it has the music all the characters that you know and love the shit is totally dark and demented it's not for kids it's castlevania it's anime what more can i really say about it man it's sweet i love the way that sid came in like a macho man randy savage promo 
I don't know about you, John Hawaiian, but my Netflix show is Castlevania Season 2. <laughs> John, period stuff. Man, I thought I looked up some, some gross porn, but <laughs> gross, dude. So Adam Sandler, 100% fresh. He comes back with like a stand-up routine, but it's a lot of like funny comedy music and stuff like that. And one thing I really loved is that he had like kind of a, a introspective into uh, like his, his relationship with Chris Farley, kind of like a shout out to his buddy. And he sang a song about it. It was really cool. I thought it was touching yet hilarious. A lot of laughs. Good stuff. Good, good show. Okay. Good show. I don't mean to sound like an asshole here, but how long ago did Chris Farley die? Like yesterday? Last week? I want to say it's been uh, 20 years. This it's got to be right? at least 20 years, right? I think it's 20 years this year, or maybe maybe it's 20 years last year. It was it was 97 or 98 that he died. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I think it's a little bit obscene that somebody like Adam Sandler is still fucking milking Chris Farley's death. You know? I mean, it's been 20 years, dude. Come on. No... I think, dude, he's a legend, though. All the Chris Farley movies are so great, dude. So great. Him and Spade and Tommy Boy. and Well, yeah, I know. And they've been talking about it for 20 years. I mean, dude, write some new material. Jeez. I mean, sometimes shit like that can be great, though. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, John. Remember uh, the guy? I forgot if it was Lewis Black or somebody that was talking about Rodney Dangerfield. And he started looking up at the sky and he's like, Rodney. And he's like, oh, who am I kidding? And he looked down at the ground. He's like, hey, Rodney. Oh, man. I forgot who did that shit, but I See, fucking love that, dude. But this is kind of interesting. Maybe we should get into this a little bit because, like, Chris Farley and Phil Hartman and, you know, kind of those folks probably from like mid 90s forward. They're kind of the first generation of celebrities that, you know, when they died or how they lived their life was completely in the public eye. It wasn't kind of like obscured the way it was prior to that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that Chris Farley was on drugs until he did die from drugs. Like, I had no idea. He was like a family movie icon like why would a movie studio hire somebody who is a known you know heroin addict oh yeah chris farley is the first heroin addict they ever hired to do a movie oh johnny depp does drugs john this is crazy you're blowing my mind well i mean the point i'm making is like you know he died and like they were upfront about him dying about an overdose and that was like almost unheard of at the time you know like a lot of the shit about john belushi and some of those other folks like it slowly trickled out over the years you know you know it was kind of that first generation that was really 24 7 with the media and the cable shows and all that other stuff so it was kind of harder to hide yeah phil hartman having his wife come and shoot him in the middle of his sleep that was fucked up well and the fucked up thing about it is, is people were kind of scandalized that some of this shit would show up on this newfangled internet thing, you know, without any kind of filter. But if that happened today, it would be on TMZ instantaneously. So, have you guys seen this, uh, the memes of this black dude with a huge neck going around? Oh, yeah. I have, like, there's ones where they put him in front of, like, a normal background, and then they Photoshop his neck in all normal, but, like, all the background is all, like, bubbled in, so you can tell that it's all, like, fucked with, but he looks normal. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen the big neck meme. So this is fucking perfect. This is perfect. We have a chance for some comment. We will get my fucking live reaction to this. Post that yeah, shit that's in the chat. Sid's reaction coming up next. Post that shit. It's in the Facebook Messenger chat right now. 
Oh, fuck. I got to go to Facebook. Okay, I'll go look at it. The jokes don't stop for this suspect's mugshot. And this dude, his neck is like like one and a half times the size of his head. I mean, what is that? That's got to be like a freaking 30-inch neck easily. What character does that remind you of? It's like some creature in like maybe the Super Mario Brothers movie or something back in the day or... It's like the freaking juggernaut is what it is. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. And he's got tattoos on his neck because, I mean, when your neck's as big as your freaking back or pecs or whatever, why not, I guess? I mean, he's got a neck tattoo, but he could totally cover that up and not look like he's got a neck tattoo. That's how big his freaking neck is. I mean, is this a real guy? Are you sure it's not photoshopped in the first place? Oh, no, this is real. That guy's neck is so retardedly huge. <laughs> You can even find, like, he's a frequent flyer because he's up to his neck in charges down there in Florida. So it's it's pretty consistent. Dude, I don't see this. Um, I don't see this meme. Post it again. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right, here we go. Live meme reaction happening right now on Blazin.com. I have not seen the big neck guy before. We're weighted with baited necks. I mean, breath. <laughs> you want me to do this, John? I got it. I got it. I'm pacing. Oh, I sent it. I put it up in the chat. We're just waiting for... Wait, which chat? The Skype chat or the Facebook? It's in the Skype chat and the Facebook chat. Fuck, man. We're sending it to you multiple times. Dear God, just click a button. (laughs) I feel so computer illiterate right now. Okay, here, I have a link. Mugshot of Florida man. Okay. Yeah, there we go. My internet's super slow. All right, I can see the top of his head, his eyes. He looks kind of stoned, like, or maybe he's been crying. His eyes are very red. Scrolling down. Okay. I see the ears, the smile. He, he's smiling. Why is he smiling? Whoa, shit. That, what the fuck is going on with that guy? He's, it's like he's got a little tiny head. What kind of internet connection do you have, Sid? <laughs> well, I was looking at it very slowly. You know, I was just like pressing the down button very slowly. Yeah, so holy shit, dude, that guy's throat has got to be the size of like one of my legs. Hey, you know what his favorite rats, rap song is? What's that? You know what his favorite rap song is? What's that, brother? By Dr. Dre. <laughs> what is it? The next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing but a neck thing, baby. No! That guy has got a huge neck. Thank you. Next. Well, maybe we should uh, read a little bit more about him here for the folks at home. His name is uh, Charles Dion McDowell. And uh, apparently he's got a whole bunch of uh, drug charges, you know, just, you know, random run of the mill drug charges. And uh, apparently this guy up to his neck and drug charges. Yeah. Apparently, the only reason they're still holding him in jail is because they haven't been able to notify the next of kin. Whoa! This is just the dad jokes write themselves. That's fucked up, man. Y'all leave that man alone. Next time, it could be you. Next time. Uh, this is great. I love it. <laughs> man, and uh, I, I, I knew this guy in college, and, and at the gym, he would, like, totally put, like, a little 10 or 15 pound plate on the side of his head, and... You know, try to make his neck bigger because he had such a freaking scrawny neck. And it's like, this dude must be putting 50 pounders on there. So, John, should we get into some wacky news? Oh, God. Blazing Comedy's Wacky News. We leave no pot leaf unturned. We cover all the hard-hitting topics. It's like hard as ball sacks. Yes. You like wacky news? Sure, let's hear some wacky news. All right. 
So, all right. So there's an 11 year old boy in Ohio who, after um, after his mom took away his PlayStation, he ended up taking the car for a joyride. He's like, oh, "Fuck you, mom!" He got pulled over by cops. How old was he? He was 11. That's normal. <laughs> well, he was all like, "Fuck it! If I can't play Grand Theft Auto, then I'm gonna fucking do Grand Theft Auto." Sounds legit. It was a 2013 Dodge Durango, and he's like going over curbs and shit. That's fucking dope, dude. My God, there's a 2013 Dodge Durango that still works. I totally like. I totally fucked this kid over by mistake this week, man. Like, I was hanging out at this friendsgiving party, and he was talking about how he had just got Grand Theft Auto Five. So I was over there asking him all these questions. So I'm like, "Oh, have you gotten to the part yet where you got to like fight all the people off from the meth lab before it explodes?" And he's all like, "Oh yeah, I see that part." I'm like, "Oh, so you saw the part where you're like." stomp the guy's face in because he got mad at you for fucking his girlfriend he's like yeah yeah that was crazy and then his mom was standing behind me the whole time and was all like damn i'm taking that game away like soon as we get home i didn't know all that shit was in that game and i'm like oh my bad yeah how old was this dude he was like 10 11 but he's like a very mature 10 or 11 i would say like he's like a 14 year old you know in maturity because he's like the oldest of four kids. He's you a know, so year old in maturity. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so the kid, the kid drove recklessly, reaching speeds of up to seventy miles per hour until he he crashed the SUV into a parked truck. Um, he and it was a, it was the second time he's taken the family car in thirteen months. In October of last year, he led troopers on a fifty. Holy shit! He led troopers on a fifty mile chase on interstate before being apprehended. He was charged with a felony in juvenile court and a judge rules that he was incompetent to stand trial and the charges were dismissed. He is currently nice. in detention center right now. So he got away with it the first time. So he's all like, fuck it. I'll probably get away with it again. What I want to know is what I want to know is why he got his PlayStation took away. Cause you know, he had to do something really fucked up because like, if they're taking your PlayStation away, that's drastic, man. I got to just ask, like, you would think that after the first time your 11 year old did something like this, you'd, you'd keep your keys like on one of those old man janitor things, you know, so that there's no fucking way because he can't start that. I mean, is this kid hot wiring the truck? Could be, man. I mean, kids these days with their gadgets and shit. I know, but your parents, I mean, they just put the keys on the counter or on the whatever, you know, I think they're just poor, poor planning on their part. Uh, wow you know especially if he's done it before you don't just leave your keys lying around or whatever you know i'll never have kids because kids are fucking stupid and they do fucked up shit like that but nah man never it but if i did have one i wouldn't buy him something like a playstation and then use that as like a discipline tool to like take away i just fucking kick their ass yeah well i still got a playstation in the first place wasn't that the worst when you were a kid? Like Christmas time comes around and you come back to school and all like the mean ass bully kids got every fucking thing they ever asked for for Christmas. And you're just like, fuck. All right. A serial con artist swindled victims and abandoned her children. Uh, Dana Lawrence built a life of lies in order to defraud unsuspecting victims, including a pilot, a rabbi and her boyfriend's mother, authorities say. And then uh, one shit hit the fan. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. A pilot and a rabbi and a boyfriend's mother walk into a bar. 
Oh, you didn't get to the best part, though. Like, here's here's the kicker. She evaded law enforcement for 20 years by using 19 different aliases across 16 states. I mean, so she is literally moving like every four months to a different freaking state. Unbelievable. It's hard to do that this day and age with all the you know paper trails and shit. Yeah, I know. Like every time that we're sitting there watching Dateline, you know, it's like, man, see, you can't get away with anything anymore. And then somebody comes along who's just totally evaded the system. And like the kids went on the news uh, issuing a warning about their mother who's a convicted con artist. That's so crazy. It's like our mom abandoned us and shit. Like, wow. That's pretty wild. Crazy, man. So like what kind of cons was she doing? Did they say what any of her grifts were? Well, the the grift that they got her for is that she shows up in this town. I think it was in New Hampshire. And she presents herself as like somebody who knows how to write government grants and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, sure. We need a new playground. We need a new soccer field. So she's like, you know, pretending that she's doing up these grant proposals and stuff. And then she's asking about like, oh, well, I need the account number to, that they would transfer the funds to or, you know, I, this, that and the other. So I'm guessing that like she was going around like getting people's bank account info and then uh you know, writing herself checks or whatever. But that's how they caught her. It's like a big group suspicious. They're like, no, you don't need this information to write this grant. This reminds me of an episode of Doogie Hauser MD where Vinny Del Pino and Doogie go down to like the market and somebody had stolen, you know, Doogie's hospital pass and he couldn't get in there to do surgery because they didn't believe he was a doctor being so young. But Vinny ended up, they ended up dressing him up like a janitor. Then he got in there at the last minute to save this person's life. It was... Epic television. Yeah, you're you're supposed to sympathize with a kid who uh, nobody believes is a doctor. Okay. Oh, holy shit, Tim! Man, I really need to fucking come smoke with you again because that's. Fun. You know, it's amazing because I know that I watched Doogie Howser religiously back when it was on TV, but I I couldn't tell you the plot for a single freaking episode. <laughs> Every episode was like, you have college courses and you have to do this crazy surgery this weekend. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I totally remember the theme song, and I, but I, I couldn't even remember, like, anybody other than Doogie in that show. I mean, I have no idea, like, who his mom was or his dad or his friends or nothing. If you guys could go back to medieval times, what would you like to take back with you? Like a knife or a lighter or gun or something? My bong. And my weed. My bong and my weed. I I would need two things. Okay, just my weed. I'd find something to smoke out of back in medieval times. Sure. I don't know. I'd want like a survival knife with like matches and shit in it. And then I'd just be like... I want. Uh, but that's kind of retarded because they had fire back then. I mean, it's not like they didn't know how to make fire. No, but you can make fireworks. How are you gonna make fireworks out of a lighter? No, but you you can make fucking you know gunpowder and shit, and you'd be like a fucking wizard. It's fine, bro. I just need enough weed until I can fucking why, get to the next village and then get some more weed, bro. You can make it, John. Just Google it when you get there. Oh Jesus! You're gonna Google it with your lighter and your fire starter kit. I'll think about it when I get there, John. We'll get it. We'll get things done. Getting things done. 
see that would totally be the worst if you like could go back in time to like the reason you know like 20 30 years ago but you couldn't remember the outcome of any of the games or anything and like you, you're not smart enough to know how to create the internet or anything stupid humans <laughs> all right favorite x-men episode or like timeline or theory or whatever um, I'm going to have to say the Sinister deal because then that brought in like fucking Nightcrawler and, and uh, Morph who was like turned bad and he's like morphing into people. Tim just like went back 30 minutes in the podcast when we were talking about Stanley out of nowhere. Are we not talking about Stanley anymore? Fuck. This weed is good. Uh, okay. So yeah, I like Venom. I always thought Venom was really sweet. So, oh my God, they're just rolling with it like we did after. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm I'm totally lost because I'm stoned too. John, John, get us back. Get us yeah, back on the road here. You're the designated driver. We were talking wacky news about the uh, con artist. Well, got seriously derailed. All right. So <clears throat> Python gets into a Texas Goodwill store. Um, a Goodwill worker collecting clothes and other items at the Texas Sorting Center was surprised to find an albino python clinging to the side of a bin. That's a shock. Yeah, because I don't think they can sell pets at Goodwill, so I hope there was like... PetSmart in the same fucking strip mall, maybe. My thing would be, I would totally want to like, you know, keep it chill and then I'd find the most expensive things that I wanted from Goodwill and have the Python swallow them and then just buy the Python and nobody would know that the shit was in there. John's Pythons are on the loose in Texas. <laughs> John, did you donate a Python to Goodwill? No, but that's a really good idea. You like donate a Python and it's got like a body in there. And you're like, hey, don't hear this Python anymore. I mean, I'm sure that somebody eventually was just like, oh, fuck, my snake. Like, where did my snake go? Because albino pythons aren't, like, native to Texas, as far they as I know. native to North America, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, that had to be in there. I mean, I don't think it escaped from, like, the python circus or something. Dude, I mean, like, I hate to ruin the fun but there's nothing shittier than losing your pet man i lost my dog max that shit was fucking terrible oh, like yes. you know like this is not some wacky news this is some super sad news like did the owner of the python ever get their snake back i want to know well do they have like those little chips for pythons like you know you can get your cat or dog the little chip that goes in there and they can scan it I don't think it would work for reptiles, bro. I'm not sure. Like, that's a very interesting question, actually. Do you guys know where I can get one of those uh, Michael Jackson thriller jackets? That'd be fucking dope. Probably Goodwill, dude. Just have a fucking python swallow it. No, like, there's, there's like, people that freaking scour Goodwill for that kind of shit. You know, they got, like, the hookup with the guy in the back. Gives them a call whenever something cool comes in. Because how many times have you actually found something cool at Goodwill? How many zippers have to be on a jacket to make it a beat it jacket? Like, what's the minimum? It's not the number. It's that they have to be diagonal across the uh, across the chest there, you know? It doesn't have to mm. be real leather. It could be fake leather, but it's got to be red. I think it. I think you almost want it to be fake leather. You want it to be like a pleather or a vinyl for maximum, you know, like cheese well, yeah. factor. 
Because, like, the black is the bad slash beat it jacket, you know, but the red is a thriller. But she can't, yeah, you can't have, yeah, yeah, you can't have the beat it jacket without excessive zippers because he had so many zippers in that. Like, why do you need that many zippers? What? Oh, you zipper? know why you need that many zippers if you're Michael Jackson. Uh, to hold all your money. To hold all the money. To hold all the money. Makes sense, John. See, rich people, rich people understand. No, like he's he's got that jacket, you know, and he's there, you know, with a Make a Wish Foundation or whatever, and there's some, you know, cute little boy, Macaulay Culkin looking boy. And he's like, oh, here, would you like to hold my jacket in your lap? And then he like, you know, unzips one of the zippers there. <laughs> I don't, I don't approve of uh, Michael Jackson child molesting jokes. I'm sitting this one out. He's just like McDonald's. They're both putting meat between 12-year-old buns. So you seriously don't think that Michael Jackson did any of that? Well, it's not that I... Um, it's not that I doubt that like the man did some fucked up things, but it's just that I think that he was a very... Uh, he was a sick person, man. He was a wonderfully talented man, but he had a lot of demons. And um, I think that he died uh, very upset with his life ruined, and I hate that for him. And, you know, just like, uh, if he did victimize some children, I also feel bad for those victims. So I just don't find the whole thing to be very funny. I find it actually to be really sad because I love Michael Jackson, man. The problem is, for me at least, most of Michael Jackson's shit was self-inflicted. And not saying that he didn't go through some shit, you know, with his brothers and his dad and all that other stuff and being in the spotlight since he was a kid. But, you know, you've got other people out there where there's clearly, like, the universe is conspiring against them. But most of Michael's stuff was Michael's own doing. I don't know. I think his skin disease really fucked him up because, like, he was, like, on top of the world... He was like out being social, and then all of a sudden he just like locked himself away. Started touching boys. I know what you're saying though, John. Like the weird plastic surgery, and yes, the hanging yeah. out with the kids. Look, man, I don't think I to this day am gonna say that he didn't actually like sexually molest anybody, but I do think that he acted probably in some really inappropriate ways that probably made his child friends feel very uncomfortable and to make these things come to light, but I just don't think Michael Jackson was like a sexual person at all, man, because, you know, you never heard about him, like, he got married to Lisa Marie Presley, right? But do you think they actually ever had sex? I don't. Well, yeah, because he's got kids. I mean, she got pregnant, they got kids. Yeah, I'm sure they did. That's probably the cheapest way to do it is to actually have the sex. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that they just like collected a sample and you know fertilized her or some crazy Hollywood shit. You know, I definitely wouldn't put right. it beyond that. But I just have a feeling that like Michael Jackson probably the ironic thing of it is Michael Jackson was probably actually a child that was victimized by adults. Oh, and totally. Like his dad, like he was he had a very abusive. You know, oh, yeah. shit, but absolutely i would like to think because nobody knows the actual truth so i would like to think that michael didn't well, become the kid the, the kid, monster that you know when the kid came forward about him like he could describe like blemishes and shit on michael's dick 
that's how descriptive it was. And it's like, if the kid is seeing yeah. his, his naked body, then something is fucking going on. Well, also the thing is, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, he never got, you know, uh, you know, went to jail or anything for it. That's because he had a ton of money. Yes, you, know, if you he or was I rich, yeah, you tried to pull OJ some of this Simpson. stuff. I mean, we would we would be in federal pound me in the ass jail. OJ Simpson was a black man back when racial tension was high and black people like were treated way worse than they are these days, you know, before Obama and all that, that killed a white woman and a white man. I think that OJ did it for sure, dude. Like uh, Michael Jackson, nah, OJ. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) OJ totally did it. He was weird, man. He was just, he had a lot of weird things that he did, but I don't think that he ever harmed any of those kids, man. Well, that's the that's the thing is like you ever see this shit like on Dateline or whatever, you know, like they don't think that they're harming the kids like they totally don't think they're harming them. And that's the creepiest part about it. I don't watch Dateline, man. That shit fucking gives me nightmares, bro. I already have a hard time sleeping as it is. So dude, the Michael Jackson thing is so fucked up, though, because like he had like a carnival in his backyard and, and he gave the kids like wine and shit like that. And like it's fucked up. Well, I mean, the, the bottom up. line is grown ass adults generally do not tend to spend their leisure time around other people's children. I mean, just that right there is fucked up. But if you're like if you're like a parent and like Michael Jackson's like, yeah, I'd love you have your kid come over to Neverland Ranch and like he could be the next star or whatever. You know, you're like, fuck, yeah. I mean, other than this, he's just fucking sticking his dick in things over here, you know, being a fucking <laughs> asshole. Well, who are these? Who are these parents that are like? Who are these parents? Kids hang out with a grown man. Like, okay, dude, I get it. Like, I had a mentor when I was like a young guy, a fourth grade teacher of mine. And then after fourth grade, he just uh, was concerned for me, I guess, and like just wanted to uh, keep in touch with me somehow. So, up until maybe eighth grade, I would meet up with this guy and we would do things and I'd hang out with him and nothing weird ever happened because Mr. Metters was cool as shit. Okay. Did you ever sleep over at his house while, when he got you drunk with a Neverland party theme? Well, nah, I never like, I never Uh, stayed uh, the night with him at, uh, his house, but I had stayed the night with him before at some places, man. Well, back to the thing about who these parents are. Like, it's just, just today, what they do is they have a reality show for them. Like, the freaking Kardashians, you don't think that she would, like, let her kids sleep over? Like, she don't think that she'd take Rob Kardashian over to MJ's house to let him get molested? I want to be molested by Michael Jackson. Or, like, Lindsay Lohan's dad, who's clearly fucking crazy and is, like, the source of half of her problems. You don't think that he would have his kids go over there to get molested? But, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't take your kid, yeah, you don't send your kids over to, like... Fucking Michael Jackson's house, dude. You gotta, you gotta have some discretion. Like, yes, I like your point of like who's hanging out with other people's kids. I, uh, I, I mean, I think there are examples of that where that can be appropriate and not fucked up. In the case of like mentors, well, uh, yeah, I mean, like got some kind of relationship. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I saw Macaulay Culkin on the TV, and I think he's cute. He should hang out. (laughs) Hee hee. There was a science teacher in my middle school, and it turned out that he ended up trying to molest one of the girls I was in you know, class with, and he had like grabbed her or groped her or something like that. And, and people didn't find out about it until years later, and then he you know, basically quit 
teaching at that point. But um, I'm just pissed that he never tried anything on me. Like I, I tried really hard in his class. I stayed after school. I wore like really tight jeans. Yeah, dude, you were a really good looking kid too, man. You had like yeah. the spiky hair and the freckles. You were so yeah, cute. You'd walk around tucking your junk. <laughs> I was, like, getting all the shit off the bottom shelf. Like, ooh. If I was a pedo, dude, I would have been all over you, man. It's not you. It was him, dude. He was fucked up, man. Like, don't don't feel that way, bro. You know, uh, all this fucked up humor aside, though, man, like, if you are going through a situation, you know, where somebody is abusing you and, you know, so you feel like you're being taken advantage of by somebody, man, like reach out to the people that, you know, that care, man, and tell them about what's going on. Don't hold that stuff inside. I know that like you can feel really ashamed about, you know, what's happening and feel like you fucked up and like you're in too deep at this point, but it's never too late to try and turn things around. There is a child help national child abuse hotline. And uh, reach out to somebody. It's 1-800-4-A-CHILD. So if you know anybody who's in a bad situation or if you're in a bad situation yourself, reach out. All right. So let me ask you, Tim, would you let Haley go hang out over at Bruno Mars's house? If he was all like, oh, man, your kid's so cool. Like, let her come hang out over my house. No, no, I wouldn't. You know, I don't like his music. All right. But if Snoop Dogg was like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation. Well, I mean, okay, let's re- let's reframe the question. Would you ever let your kid go over to any adult's house when they were the only adult that was going to be there? No, and it's like the times have changed. Not for not for like you know a sleepover party with like their kids or something, but like they are the only adult and they're inviting other people's kids. Times are changed. Like people are, are scared of like their kids doing anything, like play dates and everything. Like, I'm like, yeah, hey, have your kid come over and they can hang out during the day and I'll, we'll drive them back over to your house. People are like, what? No, I'll be there the first time my kid comes over to your house. And it's like, when I was a kid, my parents were like, come back if, when it's dark if you want. And, you know, try not to have too many black eyes, you know. Oh, yeah, dude, all the time. I would just be like, hey, mom, write me this note. I'm riding the bus home. I, that was always the best getting to ride like the other bus that you don't get to ride normally and be like, oh, shit, you ride this bus. You live near. Oh, dude, that's fucking cool as shit. And then you go like over there and fucking play Sega Genesis. Sega! And I never got molested. But I'm lucky or ugly. The thing that blows my mind is like, you know, back when I was a kid and I had braces and stuff like that. And, you know, if you have braces, you got to go in like every month or 45 days or whatever. And they, you know, tweak them. And I would totally just get like a note, you know, from my parents. And then, you know, it wasn't that far. You just walk over to the orthodontist place from school and walk back, you know, and like nobody would let a kid do that today, like a sixth grader. Like when was the last time you heard about somebody just being a serial killer, like having like one victim that they killed at a oh. time? You know, it's not like that anymore. Oh, People yeah, it is. Wait. Oh, really? Dude, once again, you need to be watching Dateline. Like the <laughs> FBI estimates that there's 27 active serial killers right now. Like, they've got patterns for 27 active serial killers they're trying to catch. Wow. And you just don't hear about that on the regular news anymore because the mass murder shit is so much more high profile. Yeah, like, there's this one, allegedly, that operates out near Houston. Like, there's this movie called The Killing Fields, not the one about uh, Cambodia, but about this area on... uh, 
on I-10 outside of Houston, where for many, many years now, somebody has been putting these young women's bodies there. And, you know, there's all kinds of maps and shit, and they totally know it's a serial killer or, you know, one guy with a couple copycats or something. But it's totally happening. The guy's totally out there. They just haven't caught him yet. Damn it. That's fucking nuts. The threshold's really low. I think you only have to kill three people to be considered a serial killer. Like, sequentially, not all at once. Then you're just a mass murderer. Then this weed that I just got the other day said is a serial killer because it is putting... People in the hospital and kill people. That shit's a killer, and that is some serial shit, as Alcor on South Park. I don't said. know why they would name a strain Salmonella and have it look like a turkey. But rub it on your face <laughs> and that get high as fuck. I've been I've been licking this freaking weed that tastes like raw chicken. And... <laughs> oh man, we needed that break, man. So, so shit got pretty heavy today here on Blazing, man. But. uh Shit like all fucking good buds. We got to fucking break it and wrap it up, man. So, yeah. And if you know anybody who's doing drugs, hit up your dare counselor at school. Dare to keep kids off drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't fucking be a snitch. Don't listen to Tim. But do listen to Swami and head on over to blazingcomedy.com to check out new content coming out all the time. Uh, the Magic and Hash YouTube, of course, has our backlog of uh, episodes from the old days. And, of course, uh, my Sid Swami YouTube. Come check us out. We do live streams. Uh, we did family or no, we did a. Uh, Wheel of Fortune uh, last night, dude. I, th- I wanted to say Family Feud because we were watching it earlier, but uh, we streamed Wheel of Fortune by we, I me and me and my brother, Justin Zane. Uh, Justin Zane, you know, he's not on the podcast because he stutters a lot, but uh, he is going to be on a lot of videos with us. He's part of the Blazing Comedy family, too. So, um, yeah, man, y'all come check us out over there. Uh, hit us up over on the Patreon to give us more nuggets, to buy more video games and weed to make more content. And, uh, yeah. Anything else, fellas? Uh, you can find me proposing that we revamp the dare program because I bet if they told you, you get money for snitching on people doing drugs, it'd be a lot more successful. Yeah. This reminds me of an episode of Charles in charge. Or what if, like, the student that has the most snitches at the end of the year gets a trip to Six Flags? <laughs> gets a trip to Michael Jackson's house. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what they deserve, those motherfuckers. All right. Thanks for getting... Thanks for blazing with us. I'll get it next time, John. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, One of God. these days. Why? You'll get it. One of these days. <laughs> Hit us up with all your inquiries at blazingcomedy at gmail.com. Book Mr. Tim for shows, concerts, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs. Thanks for tuning in.
Thank you.